We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It is 5 o'clock here on The Fan. Cinco de Fivo with Evan and Tiki on The Fan. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere, and by Wendy's. Try the new pretzel baconator today. All right, today is January 3rd, which brings us to a fun Cinco, the wildest birthday shared dates. The wildest birthday share dates. Okay. Hmm. So you, you mean like Max Scherzer and Alex Rodriguez? If they share a birthday show. Like Tiki and Ronde Barber? If they share a birthday show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's wild. It'd be wild if you didn't share a birthday. Now, why am I doing this? Here we go. Number five. January 3rd today. Did you know it was both Eli Manning and David Tyree's birthday? I did know that. Really? They are one year apart. When David Tyree celebrated his first birthday, Eli Manning was brought into this world. What are the odds that the two guys who connected on the most famous Super Bowl play of all time share a birthday? It's today, January 3rd. That is wild. And the Super Bowl won on February 3rd. Are you going to tell me Mookie Wilson and Billy Buckner share a birthday? Is that number one? Because that would be amazing. I guess we're going to have to find out. Oh. <laughs> number four. Jada Kiss and Andre 3000. What? Is that right? That's right. <laughs> That's Both. interesting of it. And by the way, the next four are actually the same day, same year. Oh, okay? wow. So May 27th, 1975. Think about that era of music in the 90s, 2000s. Jada Kiss and Andre 3000 born into this world on the same exact day. That's crazy. 1975? Yes. Hmm. How about that? How uh, old does that make them? 48. Same as me. Yeah. 48. 48. Tiki's in a rabbit hole now. I can't wait to look Number it up. three. Yeah, right? This one for Evan. Yeah. February 12th, 1809. <laughs> Do you want to guess? Abraham Lincoln. Okay, you know his birthday. Do you know who Abraham Lincoln was born on the same day? Don't tell birth? me John Wilkes Booth. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. I would think you would know that. Oh. Charles Darwin. Oh, uh-huh. I mean, that's, you know, is that really that interesting? Of yeah. course it is. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Why? Darwin's theory. No, I get Darwin's theory. I get he's fit, but like, wh- what's the connection? 
The connection is two famous people were born on the same day in 1809. Two famous people <laughs> were born on the same day. You, where's the connection? In 1809. There is no connection. Like, if that. you told me Andrew Johnson was born on that date, or if you told me Stephen Douglas because, was born no, on that date. Think about this. Well, then, then I'd say, wow. Think, oh, about, oh. think about how important Abraham Lincoln is to the fabric and history of this country. I get that. Now think about how important Charles Darwin is to the history of the world. Mm. By the way, I went to the Hall of Presidents at Disney World. Yeah. There were two presidents that got cheered when they were doing the ro- the roll call. I'm a-, a loser. Abe Lincoln wasn't one of them. Disgraceful. And all you people should be embarrassed. Obama and Trump? No. You, you want me to tell you? Yeah. yeah. Trump and Biden. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Were we in a political rally? Like, what are we doing? <sighs> like, first of all, you morons, it's a doll. You're cheering a doll. You're not <laughs> cheering Joe Biden. You're not cheering Donald Trump. You're cheering a doll. And here's what really pisses me off. If you're going to cheer Joe Biden and Donald Trump because you're political hacks, can you cheer Abe freaking Lincoln? <laughs> JF- I mean, what are we doing? JFK, no pop there. You're not popping for Dwight Eisenhower. You're not popping for George Washington. But because you're excited to vote in November for two senior citizens, you cheered them. Were they senior citizens that were on this ride with you? It wasn't a ride. Do you know what it is? It's a show. It's a show. It's the, 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 the show. Were there okay. senior citizens on this show? <laughs> I didn't even look. I did not go to this show, by the way. <laughs> Number two. Evan, calm down. The presidential theme continues. Okay. All right. We're stuck on natural selection here. July Jeez. 6, 1946. Oh, because there's a big one, and if you miss, uh, you're fired. Who? No, no, no. I'll wait till number one. I got to see if he gets it. Go okay. ahead. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you told me I should know what he's talking no, about. No, not yet. <laughs> July 6th. Not, actually, they died on the same date, not the same birthday. Yeah, I take you, back what I just You're thinking about mm. Thomas, Jefferson Thomas Jefferson and the other guy, Adams. John Adams. <laughs> the other guy. Yes. Uh, yes. Right. Uh, this is George. My only regret is that I didn't outlive Thomas Jefferson. Look at you. Is that a line from Kinky Boots? John Adams. Independence Day. Oh. Yeah. And guess right. what? Thomas Jefferson died that morning. Yeah. Wow. That's what I'm telling you. They died on the same day, July 4th. Yeah. Independence Day. Uh, George W. Bush. This is history. George I, I, W. Bush and... Hold on a second. He is the same same year? Same exact day. Two famous people were born as well. One is George W. Bush. Oh, oh I thought it was a, a former president no. as well. Okay, I take it back. I don't know. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Rocky and George W. Bush, it's July 6, right. 1946. Wow. Again, what's the connection? None. The connection is they, they're two American heroes. Did they portray? Did he portray him in a movie or something no. that we didn't see? Went to straight to Rock, video. Rocky one ended in a match. Oh, this is great. <laughs> By the way, let me hold my Bush statue as I say this so no one's offended. Evan loves holding the Bush statue. <laughs> Rocky won. He lost, but he really won. <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> I think he got Bush. He lost. He really won. Oh, Evan get a real chuckle factor out of this. Come on. That's kind of funny. You got to understand politics. Yeah. I, again, the history it's of the politics. 2000 election. You don't understand that? I care about the 2000 Giants and Yankees. Mm-hmm. Right. I spilled my green drink. Go ahead. How number one. All right. Number one. Evan said if I miss this obvious one. Thank you. I should be fired. Yeah. Okay. The number one wildest birthday shared dates. April 7th, 1975. Yeah. Tiki Barber and Francis Ford Coppola. Well, I was going to go Tiki Barber and Rondé Barber. (laughs) That's your number one. One Hall of Famer, one should be a Hall of Famer. I've got bad news. Eddie George is getting in. (laughs) Got the name wrong. Born on the same date. What are the odds of that? Rondé and Tiki shared a birthday. that's amazing. What are the odds of that? That's amazing. All right, Sean, thank you very much. That is Cinco de Fievel. But hold on, why would I be fired? Was that the one? 
No, I screwed up. I, it was the the Adams Jefferson one. I, in my mind, I forgot. He thought the death and not the birth. Yeah, I oh. corrected that. I thought it was okay. the death, not the well, birth. Well, if you want to do a Cinco de Evo on the de- while the shared death dates, we can do that. <laughs> I actually do have a Cinco de Evo. Did you want to hear that right now? Yeah, yeah what's empty off the tool chest? You want to empty it out? Yeah, let's do it. Here it is. Cinco de Evo on Evan and Tiki <laughs> on the fan. And I don't. So last night, I was so disgusted by the pathetic Brooklyn Nets that I flipped to actual TV. Oh. And I wanted to see what was going on. And I found a game show called The the Wall. No, The Floor. The Floor. It's hosted by <laughs> the general manager of the Los Angeles Lakers, Rob Palinka. Yeah. Really? Believe it or not. No, I'm making a joke. It's that actor who looks just Rob like Lowe. Him. Oh, Rob Lowe. Who looks like Palinka. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say. How the hell did so, you get away with that? <laughs> I'm watching this game show, and I'm in love. I'm like, holy crap, this is really creative. Basically, you got 81 people who stand on the floor. And on the floor is their expertise. Okay. So for me, let's say it's presidential history. For Tiki, it's uh, being really... Dr. Seuss. You're smart at everything. I don't even mm. know what I would pick. Uh, uh, being a great football... Computer pl- programmer. Computer programmer. Sean would pick pizza places at 2 o'clock in the morning. Lugie would say hot spots to do Molly. Like, everyone's got their everyone's got their expertise. And then you challenge the person next to you okay. to, like, a 30-second trivia contest. And if you beat them, they're gone. You take their pace on the on the floor. Like, and on their, you challenge them to what they're smart at? What they're smarter at. Oh, that's interesting. And you can beat them. So you would say, I'm challenging you, Evan, and we go at it in presidential trivia. And I'm watching this saying, this is the first time in a decade, maybe more, that I am enamored by a game show. I'm like, they got me. You haven't watched Naked Attraction yet. Oh, that's a good one. I haven't. What's going on with Naked Attraction? Just watch it. Okay. It's on Max. So as I was watching The Floor, I said to myself. A lot of (laughs) uncircumcision. What kind of show is this? It's Naked Attraction. All right, I'll Google it. So I decided to list my five favorite game shows. Oh, Nice. Let's see if we agree. Number five. Sports geniuses. Lisa Guerrero, Matt Vaskersian. It was only on for like five weeks on FS1, when, but I was when, in love with it. When was this? This was a trivia show in the early 2000s, a sports trivia show. I Matt Vaskersian and all. Lisa Guerrero were the hosts. Hmm. I can't find any clips of it on YouTube. Why did you love it so much? It was just sports trivia. I was yeah. geeky. And did Vince McMahon own it? That Lisa Guerrero and Matt Fascursion were the host? <laughs> Vince McMahon. What is Vince McMahon have to do? Matt Fascursion, the original voice of the XFL. That's Lisa a good Guerrero. point. Uh, that's a, I didn't even think of that. So that's my number five. Number four. Jeopardy. Look, Jeopardy's just a solid one. I know that's very, very boring. But who hasn't watched Jeopardy kind of challenge uh, themselves see what's happening here. to see what's going on? Jeopardy's number four. Where, where do you think this is going? Aaron Rodgers. Yep, it's a, you only pick yeah. Jeopardy because Aaron Rodgers hosted. Had nothing to do with yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Had nothing to do with Aaron. The Aaron Rodgers cult. It's in his brain. He doesn't even realize that's why he picked Jeopardy. Yeah. I picked it be, maybe it's because I liked Blossom. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, she was that was a great show back in the day. Number three, Stump the Schwab. <laughs> it is a classic. Stump that the Schwab. That was man. actually pretty good. That show was tremendous. I had to put it ahead of Sports Geniuses because it was better. Mm-hmm. And look, the best part about Schwabby, he'd lose sometimes. Right. Like, it was not a fix. It wasn't guaranteed. It wasn't fixed. No, sometimes you could beat him. And he was the perfectly, like, arrogant villain that you still would root for. 100%. 100%. Number two. Who wants to be a millionaire? I mean, before they Mm. took it and kind of spread it out too thin, when that first started with the great late Regis Feldman, that's a show. That might be the only game show that had the sports moment of where were you when that guy used a lifeline to tell Tell his dad. Dad, I don't really need your help. 
Just wanted to call you and tell you I'm going to win a million dollars. Think about that. That moment, and I was going to say that's also the moment the show probably jumped the shark in fairness. Yeah. But because there was always that buildup of can anyone win? Can anyone win the million dollars? Richard Nixon laughing. I don't know how I remember that. That was the answer? Right. Really? I didn't know that. Is that what it was? I think I'd have to look that. I just remember him doing that. Yeah. Dumbfounded on the couch. Great show. Put it at number two, but it can't be number one. Number one. There's only one number one. There's only one number one. Wheel of Fortune. Mark Summers and Double Dare. Oh, come on. <laughs> Double Dare. It's not even the best Nickelodeon. I Double know. Dare bitches. What are you talking about? Legends of the Hidden Temple. Overrated. And Guts. Guts. Guts was okay. Just missed mm. the cut. Legends of the Hidden Temple was a waste of time. Mm. Waste of time. Also, yeah. Family Feud has right. withstood this text test of time. Listen, there's a lot of old shows that you could name. They didn't make the top five. Right. This is my list. Cinco de Evo, go make your own Cinco right. tomorrow. You just missed. I, on do, I do make them. You did. You did great. Every you day. missed on number one. What was number one? I mean, Wheel of Fortune, Pat Sajak. Oh, Man Wheel of White. Fortune <laughs> sucks. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it actually sucks. And uh, I, enough. I, I won a hundred plus thousand dollars for the for oh. for Alice for United Way of oh. Northern New Jersey. Well, I'm glad just that, a year ago. I'm glad <laughs> you helped great. that. It's number one on my list. So if you never appeared with Alice in Wonderland, you would you call <laughs> I number one? I appeared as a player twenty years ago. Did you see? Okay, you're too <laughs> close to it. The six shows. degrees of Tiki Bar. By the way. That show is a lot like Friends, where it's going right. to have a great legacy, but would not have survived on its own without Jeopardy. Friends would not have survived if Seinfeld wasn't the buffer for it. Mm. So many things I'm so pissed off that you guys have just said, but I'm going to let it go. <laughs> I'm going to let it go. If you'd like to make your own list of best game shows, you're more than welcome. I will check out that Naked show you said. Naked Boy, Attraction. But I, but I got to tell you, so far, this floor has a chance to move up the list. Very impressed by it so far. If a, if a thing comes off the floor and you stare at Five penises. Would that make you uncomfortable? What the hell just happened? I'm just giving you a teaser of naked attraction. Yeah. What? You can't see the faces or torsos, but you're looking at five premium sausages. Yeah. All shapes and sizes. And, and the converse for females as yeah, well. The, the, yeah. Wait, you I'm learn a looking lot. at naked people? Yes. Yeah. You're dating people without talking to them while seeing them naked. So it's like a reality show you slash game show? Put it this way. There's five steps. I see kneecaps and I see a private part. Five of them. I'm getting rid of that guy. Okay? <laughs> then the torso comes up. Ah, you, you know, I don't love those moobs. I'm getting rid of that guy. <laughs> then the face. Smile. He's missing a tooth. I don't care that he is a seven-foot wiener. I'm getting rid of him. And that, and so it goes till you get down what to two. What channel is that on? Max. Max, and, okay. And then yeah. she goes and gets naked and they yeah. stand at each other. Yeah. Oh, wow. And by the way... Quite revealing. So I think what you're telling me is tonight, instead of Brooklyn Nets, Houston Rockets, I should probably check this out. Yeah, I okay. agree. Right. Way better than Spencer Dinwiddie. Right. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, there's our Cinco de Favo and Cinco de Evo back-to-back. If you recall, it was about a month ago. It was December 7th, I think, was the date. The Yankees traded for Juan Soto. And they made a trade that I think most of us agreed was the right move to make. Risks attached, but worth it. They traded a lot of their pitching depth, major league-ready pitchers, to acquire Juan Soto. And I remember the next day I said to you, no regrets. You have to make this trade if you're the Yankees. Mm -hmm. But this is an all-in move. Because all-in, you have to win this year. Because if you don't, or at least try to, you're going to lose them. 100%. I mean, not 100% you're going to lose them. But there's clearly a risk that Juan Soto is not going to be a Yankee in 2025. And I thought at the time, and I still think today, that's okay. Like, you'd like to have him on your team, but you're trying to win right now. And Juan Soto was such a perfect fit for this lineup. So despite the cost of what it took to get him and how valuable Mike King could be for this team and how valuable even Johnny Brito and Randy Vasquez could be for this team, I think you looked at this move, I looked at this move and said, 
it's worth it as long as you finish the job. Yeah. And by finish the job, I mean go try to win a World Series now. This is an all-in move. When you make an all-in move, you don't go halfway. You don't go 20%. You don't dip your toe in. You go all the way. I'm not saying this as the Yankees have failed at anything yet. I'm saying this as a warning, as an opinion, a strong opinion, which is the New York Yankees have a lot of work to do. Right. Because if they don't do that work, Tiki, then the decision to trade for Juan Soto looks a lot different than what we thought on December 7th. And so they need to be all in, is what you're saying. The trade stuff has already happened. Maybe more could happen later, but who knows. But the free agency, they've done nothing. Right? They yes. spin a dime. Now, there's tons of free agents. And you just pull up the list, and it's like, man, I didn't know that, you know, this guy was still available. And this well, guy they have, still... to your point, not spent a dime in free right. agency. They haven't spent a dime in free agency. So, but the question is, what's the target? Like, if you're looking for one thing to make this Yankee team better yeah. and potentially World Series viable, what's the target? I'll tell you right now. Starting pitching? Yes. Jordan Montgomery? Yes. I've already saw that they'd welcome him back. Who knows what that deal looks like? But still, they'd welcome him back. Is it, I, I don't know, depth? It, some of these positions with young players where you don't know if they're going to actually pan out? You know, So, so the question becomes, what do you do next okay. if you're the Yankees? I'll answer that question. To make yourself championship viable. I don't think it's as easy as it seems. Would it? W- okay, so easy may not be the right word. They need to finish the job. They need to spend more. Like, the Yankees had a couple of options going into this offseason. I remember back during the summer, mm-hmm. I pissed Sean off a lot. And I pissed some Yankee fans off a lot by saying, hey, if you're not going to go for it, one of your best options may be to trade Gary Cole. And the thought behind that was, yeah, you can spend a lot of money and try to win, and that's the preferable option. But if you're not going to do that, why not max out the value of Garrett Cole today? Clearly, the Yankees did not do that, and good for them. They're saying, no, 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 we got the best pitcher in baseball, in the prime of his career. We've got one of the best sluggers in baseball in the prime of his career. Let's go for it. And clearly the trade of Juan Soto is a go-for-it move. But the rest of that story is to spend and fill your other holes. So specifically, I'll name you a player right off the top. Go ahead. Because he's sitting there right now waiting. And that guy may surprise you. Because it's not Jordan Montgomery. Wow, go sign Jordan Montgomery. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Go sign a starting pitcher. Because right now, Garrett Cole, Carlos Rodon, Nestor Cortez, and Clark Schmidt is not enough. There's no question about that. Well, even if you go through that, it's four. You, still, That's, you right. still need one more. You not only need one more, but you lost a lot of your pitching depth. So I think a lot of the other moves that are less sexy, so I'm not going to waste your time with it, is on the margin moves uh-huh. where you can add more depth to your rotation. But I think you need another real arm in the rotation. But that's not my number one need. My number one need is a guy to close games out. My number one need is what is Clay Holmes? What is Jonathan Loisaga off an injury? What is Tommy Canely? What is Ronnie Marinaccio? Like, that's not good. Wandy Peralta is still a free agent, by the way. I'd bring mm-hmm. him back. I need someone. This is just me. If I'm trying to finish the job and become an elite team in the American League, I want to have a guy at the back end of games, Josh Hader. Yeah. And that's a lot of money, and it's a lot of years, and I understand that. But... Why are you trading for a guy who could be gone at the end of the year if you're not going for it? And the Yankees have now committed, in my mind, to going for it. So go for it. Yeah, I mean, the Juan Soto trade is interesting because there's there's many ways that you can look at it. I know how you look at it, Evan. It is, it's a one-year rental. 
maybe you sign him if you offer him the most money next year, which we know is going to be a ridiculous number. But I also think it doesn't hurt, even though you'll discount this, having him in the building while you're trying to do that. Right? It's one mm-hmm. thing if you're saying, as a Yankee fan, Juan Soto's somewhere else. Say he's, he's still in San Diego for, for another year. And you're like, we really want Juan Soto. We really want Juan Soto. We really want Juan Soto. You're not having any. He doesn't know you. He has no chance to get to understand what it means to be a Yankee or play in New York or understand the relationship with the team that's there, the guys that are going to be there, the Aaron Judges of the world that you talked about, and, and Garrett Coles, et cetera, et cetera. But by being here, in some ways it does help you potentially sign him long-term. It may be small, but it is a big deal that they did pull this trade off, and he's here. Is that the reason you made the trade? It's not the reason you made the trade, but I know that that's the reason, the way that general managers think, mm-hmm. right? You, you, see, you saw this in the – more recently you're seeing it in the NFL when they trade for guys at the end of seasons. That, for instance, Chase uh, – not Chase Young, uh, the other one, Mart, um, a, a Sweat. Not from, Sweat, yeah. From, from Washington. When he got traded to the Bears, the reason that Ryan Poles did that was not necessarily because they wanted to win now, but they knew they wanted him in the future, and – by having him on their roster, they could, could negotiate a contract. I will give you that and that so, and so can be a small part of it, but a, the main part of it is winning. It's definitely a, part of, a small part of it. Winning, obviously, now is the big part, but you can't discount that they also now have an advantage to signing okay. him long I'll give you the – they have a slight advantage now to re-signing Juan Soto, but when they made that trade, they made it to win now. They made it to capitalize on the fact that Aaron Judge is in the prime of his career and Garrett Cole's in the prime of his career. Right. And the Yankees – are considerably better today, despite what they lost in pitching. They're considerably better. And again, I have no regrets about that. But now I look at the roster. It's been a month. I look at the roster. And I'm not ripping them because Josh Hader's still a free agent. Mm-hmm. Like, most of the guys, and they, they made their attempt at Yamamoto. Forget that, is, you move on. Who else is free? There's not a ton of free agents. Well, it depends on what level of Closers. starting pitcher you Closer. want. Closer. Closer. Oh, it's Josh Hader. That's it. It's Josh Hader now. Let me see. There's a, there's a thought. Free? Hendricks is free. There's a thought. He's, he's coming off an injury. Yeah. There's a thought that the Red Sox would actually dump Kenley Jansen. But the Red Sox are not dumping Kenley Jansen to the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. They may dump him to the New York Mets. That's a different discussion. Talked about it on the Rico last night. Rico Brown, you download it wherever you download a podcast. <laughs> but I think that's being forgotten right now. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a closer in terms of that's the person's job. I need another high-level reliever. Like, I look at this bullpen and I say... And to Cashman's credit, the Yankees' strength over the last, like, seven or eight years, every single year has been their bullpen. Mm -hmm. Every single year. He has done a great job building bullpen. Say what you want about Brian Cashman. You can't deny that every single year with different names. I look at this bullpen right now, and I say, they need to be better. I look at the middle to back of the rotation, I say, they need to be better. I'm not even bringing up their lineup. Because I look at their lineup and say, you know what? Work's been done. DJ needs to bounce back. Mm-hmm. Glaber's here for now unless he's used as a piece to trade for a pitcher. Rizzo has to bounce back. Giancarlo looks really skinny. You've added Soto, Aaron Judge, Alex Verdugo, maybe Austin Wells catches. Let's go. Volpe. So it's not even the bats. Anthony Volpe. Volpe, it's the pitching. And how committed are they now going to be to spending on the pitching to take them from being a better team to a much better team? Because their work needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not saying this as if they have failed. They haven't. Like, one thing we need to keep in mind in MLB free agency, same thing for Met fans, is don't get mad until someone you wanted is gone. Then I give you permission, get mad. They get mad because that guy's gone. But right now, the reigning defending National League Cy Young Award winner is available. The best closer, not named Edwin Diaz, is available. 
Jordan Montgomery is available. Corbin Burns, trade candidate, still available. Right. So it's a lot of this is going to be the number, though. Like the years, not the not the the total money, not the dollar sign. It's the years. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the question. And yeah. how much they're willing to spend on which player to fill out this rotation or fill out this bullpen? That's the question. How much money they're willing to spend? I mean, right now, after I would say after Montgomery and Snell, there's a big fall off. Mm-hmm. Like Corey Kluber, James Paxton, Injun Ryu. One guy who's very underrated is Marcus Stroman. And I know people have strong opinions about him. Marcus Stroman's good. And Marcus Stroman's a free agent. Right. He was good last year. He was damn good last year. But after Montgomery and after Snell, there's a fall off. So what would I do? I'm very high on Jordan Montgomery. And I've had that argument a lot with Mets fans on the Rico. He'd be my guy I'm targeting if I'm the Mets. If I'm the Yankees and I believe that he's not going to come back and we're going to F him up or something because he's been better since they traded him to St. Louis and Texas, that rotation looks a lot better with Jordan Montgomery in it. But the point is, they got to go. Like, we could all agree on that, right? Like, it's go time. The New York Yankees traded for Juan Soto not just so they could have a better chance to re-sign him. They traded for Juan Soto so that they would be at a parade come November of 2024. Yeah. Which, That's why they did it. Which then also makes it easier to re-sign him. Sure. <laughs> but that, look, you want to re-sign him, you should want to re-sign right. him. It's going to come down to money, and well, that's a discussion for next year and a decision for next year. But for right now, do you guys not agree with me that they have gone all in? That's the bed they've lied in, so go do it and finish the job? Well, they had to do something. That's what. That's basically what it comes down to. They couldn't just run it back and say, It'll, we'll be better this year. Luck will be on our side this season. Last year, we got a little unlucky. Things didn't go our way. We still finished over 500. It'll be better this year. You can't. You can't. Nobody believes that anymore. It's not just going to happen for mm-hmm. the Yankees because they're the Yankees. And I think that's for too long. That's what they felt like they were doing. Yeah, but if they traded for Juan Soto, which I supported. Right. And... I'm saying if they didn't trade for Juan Soto, okay, but like let... they had to. Okay, they had to, but they had to do more because if they trade for Juan Soto and let's say they don't do much else, let's say their pitching signing is which rich. they head. haven't. I agree. Let's say they that continues. And Yankee fans are wrong. And I'm wrong in thinking this leads to more and more and more. Let's say it's Rich Hill. And it's like, okay, we're done. You're welcome, Yankee fans. Would your opinion on the Juan Soto trade not change dramatically? Like, what are we doing? Why did we trade for this guy if we're not going for it? It becomes less about, yeah, they're positioning themselves to to win something and take a shot at it to, all right, they were placating us. They're still believing in hope, believing that things are going to be better than they were a year ago, injury-wise, health-wise, et cetera. We'll be fine. And we be, we'll be fine doesn't work. No, not when you took away all your starting pitching depth mm-hmm. to add a great player but that's, that's but, only here for one year potentially. Right, but I think they, they still believe in Rodon. I mean, obviously they have to because they paid him. They still believe in Nestor. They don't have to, but they don't. They want to know. No, they need to. Well, yeah. Right now they, you look at the rotation, they, they have to. But they don't know. They just have no idea. I have no idea. But that's part of the problem. Part of the problem is they're not – They've gotten better with the Juan Soto trade, but there's a lot of work to be done. I agree with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm so waiting. So you Sean yelling at me. <laughs> no, I haven't. You've painted a play. I, I'm waiting on something for Tommy. Right, that's why. Okay, that well, was you're the, doing a radio show, and you're a Yankee fan. You have an opinion? I do have an opinion. Okay. 
I'm not as panicked about the rotation as everybody else. I am confident they're going to add an arm or two. And I think everybody calm down about the free agency money spent. And I still think they're going to show they're going. I mean, the lack of free agency. Right, exactly. And I was supposed to hit a, mu- a button, but I th- when I think of Rich Hill, I think of his nickname, Dick Mountain. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. What's the breaking news? It better be good. And before you freak out and yell over me, let me explain. There's breaking hockey news. Oh, No, Ah. it has to be mentioned because it's a big Ranger story. Oh, it's a Ranger story. Similar to 2005 Yankees, Robinson Cano, Chin Ming Wong, team needs a jolt. The Rangers seemingly out of nowhere are calling up like one of the prize prospects in hockey, Brennan Offman, after last night's loss and stifling at the Garden. Brennan Offman, who Tiki want to feel old, was born the day of the Trey Junkin game. <laughs> Jeez. Jesus. Yeah, but this is like in Ranger world, a mega, oh my God, out of nowhere, they're calling this guy up. So because you guys stunk last night the Carolina and you're very average on the five on five, you decided you got to call up your top prospect? I right. just want to shout out Larry Brooks Sevens reading you. So uh, how old does that make him? He's 20... gonna be he's gonna turn twenty one on Friday. Ooh. Wow. But yeah, all this right. is like this is like the Mets with Alvarez is a big deal. Okay. Congratulations. Wish him all the best. When's his yeah. garden debut? I have to look at the schedule when they're home again. You should know the Rangers schedule, Mr. Hockey Guy. I'm juggling things, all right? <laughs> it's funny. Yesterday morning, Boomer Esiason said something on his show that I was so jealous of. and Hockey-related? Sports-related. Okay. All right, tomorrow night versus the Black It's It's hockey-related, but it was sports-related. He said something so relatable. He said, you know, as a Ranger fan, I'm excited for every game. Like, I, I just am so excited that they're playing tonight. And he said that, and I heard him say that, and I was driving my kid to school. I sound like Mike. I was driving my kid to school. I happened to hear it. <laughs> and I, a part of me was like, damn, man, my Nets play tonight, and I'm miserable. The Nets still in the league. <laughs> like, I'm not excited. I'm dreading watching my team play, and I was so wistfully jealous of Boomer. Wow, that's, 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 that's saying something. I was jealous of that comment. Right. And then, because I'm such a bitter, disgusting human being. But don't you think Boomer would say that even if they weren't Good right now? No, I think no, because he explained it further. Like I'm always excited about games, but I'm really excited about games because they're so good. Yeah. I can't wait to see him play. And I've had that feeling before. Like when my teams are really good, the KD era for a short period of time, the Mets had the 101 win year the other year. I feel the same way. So I heard him say it, and I was very, very jealous. And also like felt good for him. Like you know what? I may not like the Rangers, but you know I'm happy that Boomer and Sean they're excited for their games. So it's in the back of my mind all day. And then when I sit down and I see the Hurricanes whip their ass all over Madison Square Garden, all I could think about was, hey, Boomer, were you so excited about you, the game? Did you watch it to the end? <laughs> no, I saw highlights. He was watching all the Wolf No, War. I mean, Boomer. You're asking Boomer, did you watch it to the end? Oh, he did. I did. One thing about Boomer, he's a diehard fan. I respect him. We're very similar. We're both diehard fans of teams that very few people care about. Yeah, I think we're all diehard no, fans I, of this town yeah, of teams on. that don't I win. I think a lot of people care about the Rangers. No, they do. I, I take that back. The Rangers <laughs> right. are incredibly popular. I agree. Which I is the only back. reason I thought that was breaking. Yeah, okay. But, but, you have an opinion on the Yankees or no? Yeah, the, the opinion okay. is, Thanks. can we let's do the topic in two weeks when they sign a couple people. We're all in and we stick it up to Keister. Oh, well, hold on a second. I, I get it. Like, there is still two months left in this offseason, and that needs to be kept in mind. Actually, a little bit less than two months. I would say... More like six to eight weeks, because once spring training starts, it's sort of the end of the offseason. Yeah. And I agree. I'm not saying this in a panic way. Same thing for Met fans. I'm saying this in a, hey, guys, but, remember way. They're an all-in team. This is not enough. Like, the New York Yankees trading for Juan Soto was fantastic under the premise that they're going for it. And I'm not getting nuts about who's linked to who. Let it happen. 
But right. they've got to finish the job. So it's no a doubt. warning more than it is a, hey, they're a bunch but, of losers. What are they doing? The biggest fear and warning of this whole thing is that a year ago, Brian Cashman left left field untouched, and he thought he could solve these right. things in season. Well, he, he thought he, well, he thought he had solutions in-house. and Right, and he didn't. And I think he's learned his lesson from that. And until I see Jordan Montgomery sign and Blake Snell sign, whether you want these guys or not, I am not, as a Yankee fan, going to think that this team's not all in. Okay. So they were pretty f- good. If they don't make another move that's, or that's, a smaller move, right. I mentioned, but what look, will you say? Well, just as a aside. Yeah, go ahead. Luke, that drop, that's why Yankee fans were concerned. This one here? They were pretty f- good. Yes. That's why Yankee no. fans were concerned. Because uh, before the Soto thing, this is why you were concerned. Yes. Because he's saying things like that. I think we're pretty blank and good. But remember uh, in context. Well, he, he wasn't talking about the roster. I know. He's his... talking about his staff. Yeah. And he's talking about the guys that he gave away. That they wanted this guy. But you weren't very good. Period. And you weren't the postseason before. We're in it to win it. There's no there's, facts. Don't that, that's a lie factually. And I, so the fact that he was saying that sure. made Yankee fans say, "Dude, if he thinks we're very good with that, we're in trouble." And forgive me if you mentioned this as I was talking about the Offman news with Lou Gower, but did you mention Montas? Going to Cincinnati? Yeah. The, no. o- the only reason I bring that up, that actually makes me feel even better that they're going to strike and do something, that he didn't go, oh, I got to give Montas a year here because I didn't see what the, finished off of the, the trade. The bar is still high. That's yeah. all I'm making sure of because, again, until guys you want are off the board, I get it. Like, the offseason in baseball works at a snail's pace. It's very frustrating, but that's the reality of it. I just want to make sure amongst Yankee fans and yourself that that mentality hasn't changed. Juan Soto is a great move. It's not enough. Like, that can't be the offseason. If it is, I could argue it was a disaster move yeah. because if he leaves in one year, what the hell did you just do? You're right, but they were still good enough in areas, and we'll have Dominguez come up. I'm not worried about the lineup. Just add one more pitcher. It doesn't have to be an ace. Well, which pitcher? Is Rich Hill enough? Dick Mount. It wouldn't be because of the age. I personally, <laughs> my move right now. Corey Kluber enough? Bring him back. Bring him home. If I'm not trading for Bieber or Burns, bring Montgomery home. Okay. The, by the way, those guys, because at least you're being specific now, those are top-end guys. Like trading for Shane Bieber or trading for Corbin Burns, clearly top-end guys. And Jordan Montgomery is going to get $180 million. Yeah. Top-end guy. And the reason I'm not worried about number two, forget Rodon for a second. You forget who's coming back from injury. Nestor Cortez. <laughs> All right. We'll get to your calls coming up, 877-337-6666. Here we are on a Wednesday, and you know what it means when it's a Wednesday? It means we are less than 24 hours away from Thursday. Because on Thursday, for the very first time in the year 2024, Bad Tiki returns. Bad Tiki is back. He's coming back. Yes. How great is that? I wonder if he had a good New Year. Oh, I'm sure it was wonderful. So we'll talk to Bad Tiki tomorrow at 4.30. He joins us every Thursday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. The New York Knicks are in action tonight at the Garden. It's an 8.30 tip at Madison Square Garden. Hmm. And the reason it is is because it's an ABC game. That feels late. Oh, dude, that's incredibly late. I know that the Nets have one in a few weeks because me and my wife were planning a date night around it. Yeah, but this is one of those weeks where it's, it's still kind of vacation mode for people you get that impression yeah because yesterday getting home it took 
30 seconds to get out of the tunnel. You think the city was still empty yesterday? It took me, it usually takes me 20 minutes. It took me 30 seconds to get down Varick and out the tunnel. I just heard which the traffic is, report. It doesn't rare. sound good today. Well, maybe that was just yesterday. I, I There is no parking at my local train station at 11 o'clock right? the last two days. Uh-huh. Like, so I thought everybody went back to work. I, I got home. I got home before, uh, it was like 7.05 when I got so home. So it was record time. It was record time. I'm looking home at yesterday. Google Maps today and it doesn't look bad again. Mm-hmm. Huh. I wonder what that, so you really think people took the first week of January? Yeah, seriously. Because it, it was a Monday. Oh, like you, New Year's Day is Monday, right? And so Tuesday's kind of like a yeah, I guess, but maybe not. You know what else? And then, is, uh, and then by that point, you're like, it's already middle of the week. I guess just I can, take it. And people can just work from home now. So right. it's like I'm not going to the office. You know, I'll the, go next week. The sales team at WFN yesterday was jam packed. It was like oh, a sold out crowd. Right. That was like the first day of school. They couldn't wait to be in attendance. Well, I think that there are some schools that don't open till Monday. Believe it or not, I was talking to a fellow father at the bus stop today. Like elementary and middle school? Yeah, like really? school districts. Wow. Yeah, that there are some school districts that don't open until the following Monday. They extend the Christmas, New Year's, Hanukkah vacation for another week, which, wow. by the way, not a bad idea. Right. Maybe miss college, too, by the way. I saw my kids over the break. And their breaks are long, right? 27th. Jeez. Wait, January 27th? 27th of January. And when did they get home? I don't know. To a week before Christmas, a week and a half before wow. Christmas? That's, that's needed, though. When I was in college, you need a good month off. That's exciting. Because yeah. you're, you're restarting new see, classes. See, the problem is I don't I don't remember it because we always played in bowl games. And back yeah. then, like, oh, we played January or you know, whatever, December 30th. That's right. We're away yeah. somewhere. You're an athlete. You so we, weren't, we didn't leave. Mm. Like, we didn't leave early J- December. These guys, they're out for a month. That's a long time. It's a month of not going to school. Uh, real quickly, by the way, are you aware the Yankees on that reliever talk have missed out on a big reliever? Who? Who's that? Wu Suck Go? Yes, Wu Suck Go signed with the yeah, Padres. Was, yeah. uh, Tiki's all over because it was yes, in the Mets text chat last night. Well, he was close. 36 minutes ago, he's officially agreed now. So Excuse me? He's now agreed. He was close last night. I'm oh. with the Mets chat. So yeah, now we were all over. Wu Suck Go is now gone. He's you only over. brought this up to say his name. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Wusako? You only brought. Can we have it? Can we have an honest conversation? Just me and you. No one's listening. <laughs> Off the air, on the air. No, no, on the air. You only brought it up because of his name. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, yeah. Take hater out of going back Thank to San Diego. Thank you very much. Chris Martin gets traded. He's not bringing it up. No. Let's go to Tom in Queens. What's up, Tom? Hey guys, love the show. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate it. What's on your mind? So I want to talk about the Aaron Rodgers and the Jimmy Kimmel situation. Yes. So, um, Jimmy Kimmel, so, so he makes a living on tarnishing, you know, or, or, or talking or joking around, I guess you could say, yeah, to, people that he doesn't, to people that he doesn't agree with. So, I, you know, I don't want to get political, but I, I don't want to get too political, but, you know, for the, for, the, for, the, for the first three years of the Trump presidency, he was talking about the Russia, Russia, Russia collusion, which we now know is totally not true. And and but the, and I was about to say it's okay to get political because this whole story is political. But what's your point right, that he right. makes political jokes that aren't right. true so or you don't makes, agree so with? He, what, what's the no, what's no, the point? No, no, yeah. So so he makes political jokes, but no one you know no one says anything about that. But but now when someone tarnishes or says something bad about his reputation, now he's like, oh, I want to sue you. I want to sue. But so then, so then maybe Donald Trump should sue Jimmy Kimmel for all the bad things that he said. So look, I just don't like when someone when 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 someone you know says stuff, says it and then can't take it. Like that's just like that's being 
hypocritical and then being a coward. That's just, I'm sorry. That's well, just what I also I think suing someone gets thrown around so easy. Like, Jimmy Kimmel doesn't have a lawsuit against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Okay? Because like I said earlier, my interpretation, I'm only one person, Aaron Rodgers merely said in his interview with Pat McAfee, Jimmy Kimmel hopes the list doesn't come out. Yeah. And I took it as this is political. Aaron Rodgers is basically saying, oh, big left wing Jimmy Kimmel. He doesn't want to hear about some of his friends or political leaders that are left wing that are going to be on this list. Right. That's how I took it. That's how some people. There's took no it. lawsuit there. there well, I mean, Jimmy a, Kimmel doesn't have a lawsuit there, against there's, Aaron there's Rodgers. No lawsuit, I don't think anyway. So he's, and he's not going to sue him. This will get worked out. You can tell by what Disney the parent of both of their... Well, cause, yeah, because that's the thing. Disney is... The parent know, of both of right. McAfee and... Uh, what is he? Late Night? What is, he, what is his show? Who knows? I don't, I don't even... Whatever his show. Whatever <laughs> it's a, his TV it's show. It's a late night TV show. Right. I don't, wa- I don't watch it. Until those. the NBA Finals. And he right. was a pre-pregame. <laughs> but they, they, they have declined to comment, which tells you all that's going to happen. This is going to go away. Some, some kind of, I don't know, apology is, is, in, in, is in order. Um, but I think it's one thing to talk about the whole Donald Trump stuff and the politicization of his life and career and X Y Z. It's another to call somebody a pedophile. He didn't call him a pedophile, <laughs> but he. But that's what that's what people. That's the intimation. Okay, the, I, I think they're wrong. Like I'm just I'm being honest. Like I didn't take that out of what Aaron Rodgers said. Aaron Rodgers was playing a disgusting game. I, I admit this. It's this a, disgusting this, game okay, of rooting for forget, people forget, to be on a forget list. Forget what he said. Yeah. Forget what he said. But if the interpretation was that you are in in this. This disgusting ring of people. Would you not also be offended if someone said that about you? Would you not be offended? Would you not fire back the exact way that Jimmy Kimmel did? Because by staying silent, the only thing you do is put it in people's mind that maybe, maybe is on that list. Do you think he he had to respond that way? Jimmy Kimmel did. I don't. He had to. I don't know about that because. When Aaron Rodgers made those comments on Pat McAfee, it was before we were even on the air. And Sean Morash has about three jobs. And one of his jobs is to listen to what Aaron Rodgers says to Pat McAfee. Mm -hmm. And then he says, hey, this is newsworthy. We should talk about it. I am going to agree with Sean right now. I'm not not putting you down. Sean heard it Mm -hmm. and said, not really newsworthy. You know what made it newsworthy? At 618. So we are about to sign off the air. I don't blame you. Jimmy Kimmel tweeted out. Basically, I'm gonna. I can read the whole tweet if you want, but right. I'm gonna sue you. Blah blah blah. I've never met him. I've never been on his plane. All that. I think he's the one that took. I agree, like a half douchey comment, no right. doubt, by Aaron Rodgers, and took it to another level. Dear a a bleak word. For the record, I've not met, flown <laughs> with, visited, or had any contact whatsoever with Epstein. Nor will you find my name on any list. Other than the clearly phony nonsense that soft-brained wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. Mm. Your reckless words put my family in danger. Keep it up, and we'll debate the facts further in court. Mm. That was his tweet. Yeah. I don't think this was literally a thing until he tweeted. You're right. But I think he had to respond that way. Because the interpretation from other people was that Jimmy Kimmel might be on this list. He had to respond. I don't know that he had to go with the lawsuit threat and everything on Twitter. He could actually, you know, just man up and sue him if he wanted to. And to make something clear, I do think Rogers referring to anything is newsworthy. 
it's not newsworthy for we do until somebody calls him out. Which is why, in tone, I think we brought up at the beginning of the show, your Jet fandom getting in the way. I My think- Jet fandom has nothing to do with no, it. No, no. I'll tell you what does have something to do with it, not from me, but from others. And it's funny, because these others I'm about to talk about are probably saying, go, Evan, go. Okay. <laughs> I think there are people that hate Jimmy Kimmel. And our last caller identified it. It's political. Yeah. They think he's this left, and maybe he is, I don't right. watch his show, he's this left-leaning you know, Trump-hating, joke-making beacon of the left wing. So if you happen to be on the other side politically, you don't like him. You think he's the boogeyman. I'm telling you, even though you may agree with what I'm saying right now, I don't give a rat's ass about his politics. (laughs) I don't even care about his jokes because I never watch his show, like most of America. I I just... Nothing against him. Like when he did the man show, I thought him and uh, Corolla were pretty funny. Mm -hmm. I used to watch that on the... I remember that show. That's right. All right. Now, a lot of stuff he did, very offensive in 2023, by the way. But that happens. That's a thing. I don't think we'd have a man show in 2023. You know, <laughs> it's a good point. No, they'd have been canceled. They would have been canceled long, long ago. Right. The moment the title got to a desk, I'm like, nope. <laughs> but there are a lot of people listening, and I want you to be honest. You're not even listening to what I'm saying. All you hear is Jimmy Kimmel bad. I agree with you. Mm. I'm just merely saying I don't think Aaron Rodgers said what Jimmy Kimmel thinks he said, or what a lot of people in the media thinks he said. I don't agree with a lot of people who say, can you believe that Aaron Rodgers accused Jimmy Kimmel of being a pedophile? I didn't hear that. I heard, I'm going to attack left-wing guy and remind left-wing guy that there may be some friends on that list, and you're going to have to try to defend them. That's what I took out of it. My point is it just seems, because it came from nowhere. They're talking about the damn Super Bowl, of all things. Yeah. How the hell does Jeffrey Epstein come up? I know this list is about to be released. Newsworthy. But but is it really for sports fans? Is it? Um, I... Listen, sports fans can't be generalized as one thing. There are sports fans that care. There are sports fans that don't. There are sports fans that care about politics. There are sports fans that don't. I mean, if you're listening to Aaron Rodgers on McAfee, what are you listening for? Entertainment, Jet fans listening, football fans. I mean, it's, it's it a depends where you are and who you're from. Mm-hmm. We are listening for him to throw Robert Sala under the bus. <laughs> Somebody in uh, you know Wyoming might be say, say something about the vaccine now. Yeah, everybody's listening for a different reason. Yeah, but I, I, I just, it just was so bizarre to me, and that it took this life of its own. Well, what's crazy is yesterday. I thought it was going to be the first time in a while where we didn't talk about Aaron Rodgers saying something yeah. on Pat McAfee. We got through the entire show. And then when I got home, I was like, oh, crap. Well, I mean, it's funny because you, I thought the same thing because we didn't watch it. We usually sit in your office and watch it. Well, like, I, hey, what I, did he say? I gave Sean the job yeah. of watching it for us. And to the point, Dove came out after the midday show and said, no Rodgers cuts. I go, eh, didn't say anything we really need. But that's my point. Like, usually we're sitting there watching it, trying to figure out, what, so, can, what can we pull from this So here's today? what this means. Here's what this means for our and audience. A day later, here we are. It means that either Jimmy Kimmel made this a big story or Sean Morash has bad at his job. Mm. By the way, another example of both things can be true. Yeah, <laughs> both can be true, for sure. <laughs> Probably point. both. Probably Let's both. go to Greg and Matasquan. What's up, Greg? Hey, hey um, I got to touch on a point. You're the only person I've heard say what you said, Evan. Um, about trading um, uh, coal, you know, if you know, if you want going forward or whatever. Yes, yes. But so, so I got a couple of points, but just hear me out for a second. Good. So, so now you got a, a star in right field, a star pitcher, and and uh, Soto, 
and you need a center fielder, a third baseman, and pitching, pitching help, at least two p- p- pitchers, right? Had they gone out, and then at the end of the year, if if Cole decides to opt opt out because he can, no, he can't opt out. He can opt out, right. but then force the Yankees into extending his contract one extra. Oh, he, he cannot can't be opt a free out agent. Of the contract? Yeah, no. it's, not, it's not a traditional opt out. No, no, oh. and, I, and, I, and I gotta disagree with a few things. Um, my point about trading Garrett Cole was if you're not going to spend and go for it, then take this incredible asset who just won a Cy Young, who just won a Cy Young. And cash out mm-hmm. if you're not going to commit. And I remember even having that discussion in August. I said, but if you're going to commit, good. That's your best option. Go out and buy a bunch of players and try to win because you have this incredible baseball player in Garrett Cole who I have nothing but respect for. He's the best pitcher in baseball. There is no debate. And you have Aaron Judge in the prime of their careers. Take advantage of it. If you're not going to take advantage of it, cash out. Right. They do not need a third baseman. They do not need a center fielder. I disagree with you. I am willing to run it back with DJ LeMayhew, considering what he did in the second half of last year. They obviously are okay in the outfield. Goodbye, yes, and why? For now, until Jason Dominguez comes back, you have Alex Verdugo. Mm-hmm. You have Aaron Judge. You've got Juan Soto. So it's pitching. It's pitching. Took, you know, we did a lot of politics today, right? I'll give you a political quote. Remember, it's the economy, stupid. <laughs> it's pitching, stupid. It's pitching, stupid. That was 1992. That's an old reference. It's By the way, speaking of politics, a guy sent me, and he, it's so funny how people assume I have politics. This guy writes me a letter and says, I know you probably hate him, but you should respect what he did as president. And it's a poster of Jimmy Carter. Huh. Now, look, I'm not going to give What's you my... This after- when was this? Recently? This was w- the yesterday. I literally opened up this package, and it was this beautiful poster of Jimmy Carter in New York City when he was running for re-election. And I thought it was a great gift, and I really appreciate it. I'm going to put it on my wall. But it was funny how the guy's like, you probably hate Jimmy Carter. So he hears you as a I don't know. one-way. So he no. hears you as one way. He hears him as a Met fan that hates anybody that likes the Braves. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> I mean, I may have said a couple of times Jimmy Carter wasn't the greatest president of all time. Doesn't mean he was a bad man. He was actually a great humanitarian, Jimmy Carter. And I'll give you another guy who fits that bill. Herbert Hoover. All right? Everybody kills Herbert Hoover. Depression. Do they? I don't. Do they really? They do. They all do rip him. Yeah. Hoover Dam. Who, uh, who, not Hoover Dam. Hoover. Uh, the vacuum. Hooverville. Vac- what? It's Hooville, not Hooverville. No, Hooverville. Well, whatever. Didn't but- he help us get out of the bread lines? No, he caused the bread lines. Who got us out? FDR. I mean, really, World War II. I don't want to get into this. <laughs> did what did we name the expressway before he was around? Uh, bottom line is Herbert Hoover gets a lot of crap. Great American. Great humanitarian. He helped out in World War II. I don't think he gets a lot of crap. Yeah, That's I, the problem. When was, when was the last time you were at a TGI Fridays and you looked over at somebody and said, I can't believe that Hoover. <laughs> Are you kidding me? If He's you, a compiler. If you Google right now. Worst presidents in American history. Mm-hmm. He's going to be listed. Okay, great. He's, He's listed on a Google list. Jackson. Nobody's having that conversation on a day-to-day basis. You know us intellectuals do. When we talk about worst presidents, overrated presidents, good presidents, bad presidents, bad presidents, good human beings, good human beings, bad presidents, vice versa. Herbert Hoover, bad president, great human. Now we know why it's so easy for your family to sleep. By in the car way, Jimmy <laughs> Carter, Jimmy Carter, bad president, good human. Like it happens. Right? There's a lot of guys like that. And there's the vice versa. I'll give you another one. Let's get controversial. Go ahead. Want to get controversial? Bad guy, good president? Yep. Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon. It's like a drop the mic moment. But doesn't that put him in a bad president mode? Uh, yeah. He opened up China. I mean, he did some good things. No, because you, you could be bad at 
your job or bad as a person and good at your job. Richard Nixon was not a good guy. Like, he, I mean, I'm not a crook. I mean, kind of was, but a pretty good president. Anyhow, I don't know why I got off on this tangent. Why'd you make me do that, Sean? I don't know. I was going to say OJ, horrible guy, great running back. (laughs) Justin Jefferson. (laughs) All right, let me go to uh, Chris in Connecticut. Hey, Chris, what's up? Hey, guys. uh, A question for Evan. I wondered if he feels the Patriots game, the Jets-Patriots game this weekend is important. Yes, they have to win this game. I'm sick of losing to these bastards. I'm a, I'm a Patriots fan, so yeah. I just, that's what I'm asking. So, yeah, no, I'll um, tell you right now. Do you think, do you think it's important? By the way, I know you want your draft pick. I I do think it's important. I I I, I didn't care if we lost against Buffalo. I definitely want to win this game wow. against the Jets. All right. Well, I guess what? I, I'm assuming you feel the same way. I want to beat you, and I wasn't sure I was going to feel that way. I was not sure, and we went on this uh, for a longer period of time. If you hit the rewind app to about three uh, thirty, I think we discussed this. So hit the Rewind app to hear a full, more detailed explanation about this. But I'm sick of losing and T-sick of hearing about it. Yes. So you're in the same boat. I don't want to hear the crying anymore from Jet fans. We never win. Well, we don't. They beat us every time. Well, they do. Until it's over. Yeah. And then you can just worry about kicking their ass. I got bad news, though. What's that? They're going to lose on Sunday. (laughs) The Jets are winning, no problem. I'm telling you right now. I'll make you this Wednesday prediction, and of course we'll spend more time on this as the week goes on. The Jets are going to lose, and the Giants are going to win. That's what's going to happen on Sunday. No shot. Okay. No shot. Brees Hall is going to run through a foot of snow and win that game. for this What's year. your record in picks this year? Oh, really? Yeah. Tell what's us, my record in picks? The last time one? we picked the Thursday night game, I think three of us got the game right. You got it wrong? <laughs> I didn't pick the game. We you also picked, picked the, for you. You picked for uh, me. Picked for you. <laughs> I left early to drive to Disney World. We picked what well, you would have picked. That's what you get. <laughs> I know. It's my fault. <laughs> More on that as the days go on, including the importance for the Giants beating the Philadelphia Eagles. We spent some time talking today about the Jets' importance in beating the Patriots. What about the Giants who never beat the Eagles? We'll get to that as the week rolls on. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.